Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue. All in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. Managing editor of Fightful.com, FightfulSelect.com, FightfulWrestling.com. We're, we're trying it again. We're trying the simulcast. Twitter and YouTube. I don't know how it's going to end up. That's working. Hot dog. We are live on Twitter as well and Periscope. I'm going to do this from time to time. want to expose this to a new audience. Uh, we were exposed to something tonight on Monday Night Raw. Uh, live fecal matter, I think. Something that's going to get us sick. But it doesn't really matter. That's okay. We're going to make the best of it. Because we've got other stuff to talk about as well. Also, uh, I will let you all know who produced each match on this show. I usually reveal that stuff later in the week. Or in the Fightful Wrestling Weekly. But I posted the Raw script in its entirety on FightfulSelect.com for subscribers. And I have some news for FightfulSelect.com subscribers. New show coming Wednesday. Mr. Warren Hayes, who I do my uh, retro shows with, is also going to be doing a 205 Live NXT recap every week. Also, uh, he'll be doing a G1 Climax weekly wrap-up. You'll be able to see that over at FightfulSelect.com. Lots of stuff over there. I'm posting news bits as I get them. I had the Brock Lesnar up there, news up there, before anybody else did. Let's go ahead and talk about that. I am joined by one Alexander Pawlowski. You know, we've hit the big time now. Here we are. <laughs> we've made it now. <laughs> I can do the thing like when Vince McMahon was in the ring and he's like, not only is this on TNN, but it's also on TNN. And they've edited that out since then. It's like, shit, man. It was just one letter. Saturday night, UFC 226, a fantastic uh, UFC show with the exception of the co-main event. Daniel Cormier, in, in a great moment, became UFC heavyweight champion. But as we reported um, 
I'll go ahead and cite my source ticket, Drew. He had it a few days before, but didn't tell me in the message that he sent me that he wanted me to expose him out there. But he, he's a great one to follow for stuff like that. But let me know Brock Lesnar was in the house, had entered the USADA pool, and he hit the ring afterwards. Now, a lot of people say, oh, scripted, scripted. You, you don't have to script anything with Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier gets business. And I'll, I'll explain this to you all. When we sent Fightful.com to Buffalo to cover the UFC show that uh, Daniel Cormier was fighting on against Rumble Johnson, he was in the middle of his weight cut and was miserable. The only time I saw him put a smile on his face is when Brandon Howard talked to him about WrestleMania and he popped off WrestleMania gate and attendance numbers. He loves wrestling. He gets the showman aspect of things and he certainly got that and called out Brock Lesnar immediately. Alex, your thoughts upon hearing Brock Lesnar would be at this show. Keep in mind, we don't see a lot of him on uh, during his day job. Uh, it's apparently apparently your audio is is off. Let me fix that. <laughs> I will I will take care of that. Alex, give me an audio test. Nah, you you ain't anywhere. You ain't anywhere. So um, <laughs> somebody said I have to switch sides for audio to work. I will work on that. But uh, of course, of course, it wouldn't be a fightful uh, post show split screen. Without some audio issues. So, I mean, you all might just look at Alex for a while. They they can't hear you. It's whatever. It's whatever. But, um... (laughs) Brock Lesnar shows up. Here we go. Fixed. Repaired. Wonderful. There we go. Can they hear me? Can they hear me? Somebody says... Who let Melissa produce again? Fantastic. <laughs> Fantastic. Here's the funny thing. I do this on the Holy Smokes MMA podcast all the time, and I never mess anything up. Ah. And then every single week. Yep. <laughs> somebody said Sean looked like a Chuck E. Cheese animatronic as Alex talked in silence and he <laughs> nodded his head listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is where we are. A great first <laughs> series of impressions that we're it's making good. on uh, Twitter and Periscope. I don't give a damn. Here we go. Brock Lesnar shows up <laughs> at UFC 226. As I mentioned, Daniel Cormier doesn't have to really script anything. He gets what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. You were saying uh, Brock Lesnar doesn't show up at his day job, but yep. here he is. Yeah, and I'm. It's gonna be interesting to see how far they could push this out. Like if he's if he's training for you know if he's in the USADA pool training for UFC, um, can, can just have him show up next week on Raw and have Braun cash it in on him, and then have Roman fight Braun. That's what kind of what we want. That'll be fun. It's better than this. It's better than this. Like, where the top title on, on Raw is, is held by Dolph Ziggler? Like, that's, that's, that's what we have. That's what we have uh, now. Uh, sir, 
the Kent State pinfall record holding <laughs> Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, Former true. world heavyweight champion Dolph Ziggler. Mm. Lest we forget. Lest we forget, we would like to forget. But yeah, that happened. Also, tonight on a SmackDown Live event, Nikki Cross popped up, wrestled uh, alongside Becky Lynch to defeat the Iconics. Your your thoughts on that? That's first off. I just want to say weird. Yeah, they had. I mean, maybe they don't want her as a heel. Understandable, but if if she's going to be on SmackDown, and and they're going to have her keep the same basic character, but wrestle on the opposite side of the good and evil spectrum as the Sanity Boys, uh, that doesn't seem right. I mean, listen, listen, I, I, not nothing. You, you had Baron Corbin sang Itsy Bitsy Balor tonight. Mm-hmm. So I don't put anything past Vince. Like That's... there, there, there were, there were sheep sex jokes tonight, multiples. And so I don't put anything past Vince. He could do whatever he wants. It's his damn company. That's something I saw our boys at PWU and JD from NY going back and forth on on Twitter, and I, I agreed with JD. I mean, people say suck it up. Singing Itsy Bitsy Spider is not an acceptable form of entertainment for almost any of these demographics. I don't think that got over with anybody. I mean, I get it. I see it, whatever. But uh, By the way, the Pro Wrestling Unlimited guys did great work for us this weekend at the New Japan G1 Climax Special. I did a post-show podcast. Check it out. Also, UFC 226 show. Subscribe to them. I hope to send them to more things on behalf of Fightful. They did a wonderful job in San Francisco. And that show, there was a lot of uh, wonderful things on that show. Juice Robinson and Jay White, I thought, was an incredible match where you didn't have to do a ton and that was my favorite match on the show. Meanwhile, Cody and Kenny Omega had a, had a great performance. Hiromu Takahashi. Man, I, I spoke out about that spot, that Phoenix Plex, the Steenalizer, the, whatever the hell Dragon Lee calls it. That's a dumb spot. That's a stupid-ass spot. It's stupid when you hold on to it. It's even dumber when you let go of it. The person on top has no way, no control over that. You can only try to tuck so much. And now we have a situation where Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer is claiming that Takahashi is feared to have a broken neck. Alex, I'm sure you've seen the spot by now. Yeah, I saw it. It was gross shit, man. It was gross it's not, shit. It's not good. It's not good. And listen, uh, I don't want to get into the argument about, well, well see, this is why WWE's better because they wrestle with safe, safe style. And, like, Tyson Kidd broke his neck and he's never going to wrestle again. And oh, yeah. so... Like, it's, it's a horrible accident, and it's one of those things of, like, maybe just don't do that spot. It's really dangerous, so don't do it no matter where you are. If you're wrestling in four to 14 people at a high school gym, don't do it. If you're wrestling at WrestleMania, don't do it. Like, it's just, it's just, it's dangerous. Like, I mean, uh, we, we I feel like there's... To see, we started to see few, way fewer uh, drop kicks to the, the middle and upper back after the... Yeah. Pero Aguayo tragedy happened, and I was saying for a while before that, those are unnecessary. There's no way to protect yourself on that. And even you'll notice Ray, he will dropkick somebody in the ass instead of in the back now because there's no way for you to prevent that. And how did Paige get hurt? Paige was going to get hurt. But what accelerated it? 
a kick that. to the middle upper back. It's it's you know little things can do it. Big things can do it. That spot was ugly. It was nasty. Is it a beautiful move when executed properly? Hell yeah, it is. But it's hard to execute it properly. And I saw a lot of people say, well, the Styles Clash has broken a lot of necks. Well, there's a difference. You are in control of how you take that move. And if you take it the way that AJ Styles tells you to take it, you will be fine every single time. I don't think anybody has ever gotten hurt taking that like a moonsault. They've always gotten hurt taking it by tucking their chin. Wrestling's dangerous. However. Yeah. And that, I mean, that move had a little bit of a rise in popularity. It was featured in the 2K games in recent years as well. Yeah. So a lot of people know that move from there as well. But we've got Raw to talk about good times, at least in the open and close of the show, I thought. They did double down on the Turdy Reigns promo lines in the opening segment where he said, Oh, you left 10 years ago. Well, like I said, that's not the type of thing you want to bring up because you don't want... If you're WWE, you don't want people searching out why Bobby Lashley left 10 years ago. Also, he had a fine MMA career. They run into each other backstage, they being Reigns and Lashley. And uh, Lashley tells Reigns to call him out, which Reigns does. And I'm thinking, why did they just fight backstage? <laughs> just because WWE, that's why. The, the, the opening promo, like the, the, the video package that they're going to use on Sunday... Um, before the whole thing kicked off, started with going back to April and Roman Reigns being like, I should be the, the universal champion. And, and, and this, the, I've been watching sporadically, um, like chronologically, Raw and Nitro since Nitro started. So like 95 through. Uh, and I'm, uh, it, this is a, a time in late 95 where Hogan is basically just, like, in charge of everything, but not a bad guy. So he's just coming off as this total entitled prick. Um, So you have, this is, in in War Games 95, he gets pulled out from the bottom rope. He's not actually limited over the top rope. But his best friend, best friend, Macho Man, actually wins. And the whole thing comes about how Hogan was cheated. I was cheated, I was cheated, I was cheated. And then there's plants in the audience at Nitro the next night with signs saying, Hogan is the real champ. So there's a sign in that <laughs> damn promo of some kid holding a Roman's feet touched first. And I'm like, come on, guys, you got it. Like, let it go. Like, he's not wrestling Brock. Like, the fact the fact that he can't have a, a, a feud with Bobby Lashley, unless it's about how he should have beaten Brock but didn't, and Brock's, who knows when Brock's going to be on TV again? Like, just let it go and let these two guys have a feud. It doesn't have to be about Brock, does it? Uh, gosh, I hated this. Well, I love the brawl, but the thing the is... The brawl was fine, yeah. Almost any brawl that they put together like this, I'm going to like. Yeah. That's the thing. Almost any one they put together like this, I'm going to like. Uh, Kurt Angle comes out with Baron Corbin and tells them not to fight. They need to save it for the pape, which we will have coverage of this weekend on Fightful.com. We'll also yep. make our predictions... Probably on SmackDown, since Alex, you joined me on Tuesday. Hey, now. yeah. We the eulogy of Jeff Hawkins last <laughs> week. That was a lot of fun. Appearances fun. by Rob McCarron, Anna Bauert, Alex Pawlowski. Alex Bandsaw Pawlowski. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, <laughs> Reigns and Lashley. Bandsaw is ready. Ah, oh, son of a bitch. I love, I love that you closed the, the logic gap and why they weren't fingerless anymore. That's because right. that's important to us. It is, it's very important. I like, got, you got to have continuity. <laughs> Reigns and Lashley both essentially say, piss off, Kurt, and start slugging it out. All the yobbers in the locker room come out and pull them apart. This is a hot segment, then completely silent, then hot again. But uh, Shoe Doggy, Bobby Lashley, dropped Roman Reigns like a sack of shit on the outside with that clothesline. Yep. That was nasty. Hmm? Real filthy. I thought that <laughs> if, if you want to get somebody over in a segment like this, and it's not Reigns or Lashley, like down the line... Have Kurt Angle be like, all right, get AOP out here. And then everybody just stops. And they're like, all right. Right. Teacher's back in the classroom. Let's let's behave for a little yeah. bit. Yeah, I, I did love how it was uh, Michael Cole's, the entire locker room is out here trying to stop and break them up. And really, like, the entire lower mid-card is out here <laughs> trying to stop and break them up. And then, uh, then the Everybody reinforced- that we don't have something for <laughs> is here. The the uh, they're all wearing their merch, um, but uh, it it was weird because um, like the enforce reinforcements consisted first of uh, uh, Heath Slater and Rhino, uh, and and Finn Balor who was like, oh no, Finn, they they think so lowly of you that you're in you're in this spot that they have to like. What does Finn add out there? 180 pounds? Like he's not holding back anybody. Just let Finn stay in the back. Um, they have an quota. Yeah, and then, yes, good. And then AOP comes out, and I like your idea. But the one guy who I felt like could have actually come out and laid down the law was Braun, but he, he had, I guess he hadn't arrived at the, to, the, to the arena yet. <laughs> yeah. But it would have been kind of, kind of cool if he, like, he brought out Braun, and Braun was like, stop it. Well, my thing is, Braun's already over, super over. That's true. So That's it's like you, you assume there's already that respect established with Braun. Meanwhile, that hasn't necessarily been established right. with right. AOP when Titus Worldwide are running him down. Yeah, it, it, does, it does always strain credulity when 15 guys are holding one guy back and somehow he breaks free. And then the guys who were holding him back are all, it's like one of those old rugby scrums where they're all, like, together and one guy sneaks out underneath and they're all still trying to fight with each other even though the guy they're holding back isn't there anymore. Yeah. Uh, that, that, yeah, it's funny. Uh, it, my favorite one of these, though, was the one where they were trying to hold back Johnny Gargano in NXT from uh, Tommaso Ciampa. He's, like, 165 pounds and, and, like, seven guys can't seem to hold back yeah. the, the whirling dervish of elbows that is, yeah, it's funny. This segment didn't make me want to watch their Extreme Rules match more. But like I said, it would work with anybody. I've been pitching Peter Griffin versus the Chicken in WWE for for years. I mean, and I mean, this should have happened nonstop for weeks. Like, they can't get into the parking lot without fighting each other. In the middle of other people's matches, they're fighting each other down the ramp. I don't care. Give me Mike Enos versus Steve Dahl. That way they can ruin this like Scott Hall did. Like, it's okay. It's okay to have throwaways that get interrupted by something more important. Backstage later in the night, Bobby Lashley says he doesn't have any respect for Reigns, but likes that he'll fight, and also says, quit bringing up why I left 10 years ago, or that I left 10 years ago. I would like to think that comment was because there's some deeper-rooted explanation that he'll give, but it won't happen. 
Right. Reigns claims that he wanted to get under Lashley's skin, and it worked out. No mention of Brock Lesnar tonight. No. Well, they said, uh, I love how Roman was like, there's, after this weekend, yes. there are some things I could mention, but I'm not gonna. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. It's like, man, you're, <laughs> your, your universal champion was the talk of the sports world Saturday yep. night. Yeah, you might want to bring it up. But then you might have to answer why he's not on your show and he's on their show. Here's the thing. Vince would love to have his universal champion beat UFC's heavyweight champion. That's my deal, and that's why Brock's going to remain the champion through January. And oh my God. Because how many matches is he going to have between now and then if he's actually training for a real fight? Like, zero. zero? Zero. So that'll be fun. Everybody get ready for all those universal title defenses that are going to happen over the next seven months. Yep. My God. It's where we are. Nia Jackson and Natalia defeated Mickey James and Alexa Bliss. I do post my match ratings for Raw SmackDown the following morning. Fit Finley produced this match. Alexa and Mickey cut a really dumb promo backstage about the mayhem they'll cause and how it compares to Lashley. <laughs> Reigns. This was stupid. God, I just uh, so much of this show was like, ah, um, what are we doing? Uh, nothing. Great. Uh, hey, get the intern to write something for these girls to say. Like it's just, it's just so bad. Just where's Dewey Foley at? <laughs> write him some lines. <laughs> Oh, not good. Not good. Mickey's flappy pants are back, too. Yeah. Yeah, that was curious, huh? Yeah, I thought those were a pretty baby face uh, fashion choice, but apparently not. She heals me with them. Yep. She eats a heart attack from Naya and Natalia. I like that Natalia and Naya did the heart attack there. That was a cool, cool spot. Yeah, it's good. It's a really nice reminder that Natalia is, in fact, a heart. (laughs) Otherwise, we might have (laughs) forgotten. Oh, God. Shout out to Anna Bauer. <laughs> Natalia wearing her, or Naya rather, wearing her Celtic green tonight. Uh, hot Boston crowd goes wild when Naya gets tagged in and bulldozes everybody, but Naya wins with the old Hulk buster. The leg drop. Gets attacked with a kendo stick by Alexa Bliss, but Naya turns the tides and breaks it over her knee, cuts a generic promo backstage later. Really, there is not a goddamn thing worth mentioning in that promo. But the crowd was pretty hot for this, which made this even better. But there wasn't anything like that stood out as bad in this match. It was there. No, I mean I I do like there's there's some some member of the ring crew who's like super into martial arts as a kendo stick thing. He just keeps forgetting his stuff under the mm-hmm. ring, and it's weird because there was not a kendo stick stipulation in this match, uh, but it was it was there. Um, Naya grabbing it, breaking over her knee, that's good. Chucking it willy-nilly in the vague direction of the, the fans. Like, I know it was, like, down the ramp, but those things could could bounce anywhere. And those are shards of, of pointy wood that could get in somebody's eye. Let's not just be chucking those things around. I was really worried because she threw them, like, generally in front of her, but also kind of off to the side. Um... Listen, you 
don't I don't like being reminded of the Alexa Bailey match, which is the kendo stick thing from last year's. Yeah. Extreme Rules can uh, yeah, we don't need to have Ken kids. Yeah. Um listen, I'm fine with this. I mean, I don't know. I mean, this to me seems like it's a foregone conclusion since Ronda's got to get her revenge on Alexa and you would think that Alexa would have the title when that happens. So Okay, I guess we're having this match, and I guess we'll figure out a way for, you know, Alexa will probably DDT her on her chair or something. we got to figure out a way to finish this match correctly. Again, I'll say that it screams a complete lack of faith in creative yep. that you take Ronda Rousey off TV for a month when she's making house show dates all the time. She made a house yeah. show date the day after her UFC Hall of Fame induction. And what that tells me is that you have this woman, you have her set for dates, but you aren't confident enough in the fact that your creative team, your writers, or your roster, or or her in general, can have something compelling enough to tell a good story without her yeah. being in the title picture. Oh, she's got to be there, or else yeah. this, or else that. No, it's not. It doesn't need to be, or else this, or else that. It can stand alone on its own and be good if yeah. you're good enough at doing it. Yeah, the the thing, I mean, this would have been a great thing up until the recent injury, but give me Ronda Rousey versus the Riot Squad. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a series of matches with Ronda Rousey versus Ruby Riot, which would be really great, and then her having to fight off Liv and Sarah Logan's interference. That would have been, you could have done a whole month of that. It would make a remarkable amount of sense for Ruby Riot and the Riot Squad to come out and say, we get it, you have crossover appeal, but you got your shot. If you want another one, you have to work your way back up through the line. That right. starts with us. And she does it. Yeah, wouldn't that be fun? You mean to tell me Nia Jax can get a really <laughs> good match out of Ronda Rousey or vice versa, but Ruby <laughs> Riot can't? Ruby Riot, who along with Seth Rollins yeah. for a while was highlight of the roster. Jesus, man. Yep. Jesus. Uh, so, a little note on my match ratings that I post. Starts at 5, slides up and down between 1 and 10. My ratings, a lot of times it'll go, how long into the show is it? How good has the show been cumulatively? How good is the crowd? Or how burned out I might be watching from, quote, meaningless tag matches, as yeah. Kurt Angle put it on Twitter yesterday, which he deleted but yeah. when we have things like this, Corbin, Balor, Elias, Rude later in the night, and you have the raw GM go out there and not mean to, uh, not think that it meant what it meant, but it did. He said what everybody thought. Meaningless tag matches. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, the Revival, as good as they are with kayfabing this shit, say yeah. nothing that we do is meaningless. Yeah, They put him in line. That shouldn't be happening. No. It shouldn't have to happen. I shouldn't say it shouldn't be happening. Yes, it should be happening on behalf of the revival. Right. It right. shouldn't have to happen. No. The, listen, Kurt, Kurt Angle is, is, is just playing the right character because the character that he is on screen is this bumbling idiot who, who makes matches that make no sense. Um, and uh, as we'll talk about later, uh, he says, you know what? There's this guy who's been uh, chasing you all over the place, and uh, last week he gave you the most elaborate swirly ever filmed. So you know what I'm going to do? 
I'm gonna put you guys in a Thunderdome. Like, so he he's he's off the wall. Like, he doesn't make any sense. Um, but yeah, so this this was great because at least we understand. At home, we're watching meaningless tag matches. We know they're meaningless because we watched a lot of wrestling. It's your job to present why they're not meaningless. Like, and that was the whole thing is that Dash and Dawson are out there on Twitter saying, hey, we beat the big dog twice. Maybe we should get a leg up in the, in the tag division because of that. And that's, that's what they should be doing. They should be saying that. And, and for Kirk to come back and say, eh, no, what, what you did make, makes, means, you know, makes no difference. Like, yeah, we know it makes no difference. As much as I love Kurt as a performer, he's losing credibility as a character. Yeah. Because he admitted to playing favorites as a character. He says stuff like that. I mean, I mean, even little things like him saying, Jason Jordan will be back shortly after WrestleMania. That's been three months. He's not back. Like, little things right. like that. I feel like that was up. told to him to Pro- say. Well, I know. As a character, right. he right. is losing credibility. I'm not saying as a human. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Whatever. Braun KO video recap. Owens is in the back with Kurt Angle and says that he has a doctor's note saying he can't compete tonight. So he's going to hang out in Angle's office where he's safe. Owens then sprays Lysol around because it smells. Kurt says it's leftover porta potty from last week. I was in stitches. Angle books Owens versus Strowman in a cage match at Extreme Rules while, while Strowman is there. And then Strowman sprays Owens and says that he reeks of fear. I'll say this. Kevin Owens did his best here. He did. Uh, Kevin Owens um, is is trying. You know, like it's so. Hard. I mean, I don't know what we're supposed to think. Like he's the bad guy, so we are not supposed to root for him. But all he's doing is like if if a ma- if a man bronze size wanted to ruin your life, you would run and hide from him too. So to have like. If, think about it in, in terms of, of like, this is a pro-bullying campaign. Like, like Kevin Owens is getting bullied by a much bigger kid on the playground, and when he goes and tells an adult, Kurt Angle, the adult's like, oh, that's cool, I'm going to make you guys fight inside a steel cage. Like, that's not the way it's supposed to happen. And, and the idea that you're going to have all this stuff that is obviously dealt towards kids... But also, as another part of your program, which the kids are watching because you're trying to make them watch it, you're going to say, hey, if you're being bullied by a much bigger kid, go tell an adult and he'll tell you to fight that big bully. Who's like, Braun's going to destroy Kevin Owens on Sunday. So what's the lesson there? Like, and also, you're, you probably shouldn't run from him. You should just stand up and fight him um, because otherwise you're a wuss. Like, it's just, I don't know, it's weird. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I don't know. I don't know what this whole thing is. And I love Braun, but mostly I I hate the fact that he's got this briefcase that allows him to fight the champion whenever he wants to, and he's not actively fighting the champion. Sure. He should show up in the middle of the Cormier Lesnar fight and win both titles. That'd be great. Mojo Raleigh defeated No Way Jose. 
Arn Anderson produced this one. Raleigh hits the pounce, period. Gets a two. This is essentially a squash match with the No Way Jose clothesline thrown in the middle of it. Uh, it's more to show Mojo's athleticism than anything. He wins with an Alabama slam and is too busy looking menacingly at the camera to pin Jose's shoulders, and the ref doesn't count. Yeah, this was the blow-off after weeks of Mojo saying that he wasn't going to fight Jose, and then he fought Jose. Yeah, I thought they were going to do this on the pre-show. I honestly thought that was what they were going to build to, and listen, I would not put it past me for them to say, oh no, the real blow-off match is this Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Like, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, they, they might, they might say this was like, oh, it's not over yet. No, it's over. We all watched it. It's over. It's over. I didn't, no think, way it was, host- I didn't think it was bad or anything. They, no, they, it's fine. They did what they did. They had like a, I don't want to call it a Haas battle. It's not worthy of no. that. No. But Here's they the tried thing. to do a Haas battle. Yeah, they, yes, they did. Um, last week. Hiroki Jin- Goto and Jeff Cobb, this was not. No. Uh. Last week, Jinder Mahal was on main event. This week, the Authors of Pain were back on main event. Mm. So this is the most deep roster the yeah. Raw's had like in a while. Um, like it's just it's weird that this is being featured on Raw every week. Um, I mean, I, I I'm I'm kind of done with the storyline now. I mean, like have No Way Jose can come out and kick off every uh, house show. And get the crowd into it, and that's great. But I, don't, I feel like he's kind of done now as a character on your on Raw. Like you can yeah. put him on main event; that'll be a lot of fun. Have him beat Kurt Hawkins fifteen times in a row. That'll I be fun. Want, I, I again want a personal apology from every single person who told me that it was better that Bailey and Sasha Banks weren't on the WrestleMania card against one another, and it would last till SummerSlam. Yeah, because. It'll be better. It'll make more sense. They won't have to fight for time. And I... No. We got another friendship counseling segment, which went from pure comedy last week to serious this week. I think I wouldn't know it barely existed. Bailey yeah. says she supported uh, Sasha since her time in NXT. And then we got two segments where we didn't hear them. And then we hear more next week. What? Yeah, no, no more next week, which means they don't have anything at Extreme Rules, which means they're having their match at SummerSlam, maybe? I'm, I'm okay with not everybody being on all the pay-per-views because they're four hours, they're co-branded, but god damn, man. And I get it. They're like, oh, this is a big one. Let's blow it off at SummerSlam. Or you blow it off at WrestleMania, your right, big that's, show. That, that's fine. Well, they want to make SummerSlam WrestleMania 2, and I understand that. But blow off what? Blow off the counseling session? Like they had this great big brawl the other night and Bailey threw a water bottle at Sasha's car. I mean the horror. And then you put him in you put him in counseling. Here's here's the deal. This is this is why I have to try and trying to figure out it's I don't want to get a whole like it's is it sexist or whatever, but it doesn't make a lot of sense to me that that Kurt Angle's motto apparently is we settle things in the ring, except if you're Bailey and Sasha, because like that I don't that that's that's the exception, and I don't understand that. Like, um, why why don't they just why don't, why do they have to be why have to get along? Like it's it goes from everybody else is like we don't like each other, so you're gonna fight. You don't like each other, but you girls play nice now, and if you don't, you're gonna go to timeout. 
Like, that's what it feels like. It feels like they're being treated like children, and I don't understand why, if not for the fact that it's about them being women. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, they said, like, John Sasha Lecoque eliminated said, Bailey from the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that's a long and time ago. And there was, a, also got pushed off of a pod from the yep. Elimination, Elimination Chamber. That was in February. Yep, yep, yep. There's uh, a lot of stuff has happened. Since then, um, but not matches. They've 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 fought and made up several times. Um, I, I just listen. This is what's so great about it. Um, Daniel Bryan was asked if if he trusts WWE to prolong the thing with the Miz until WrestleMania 35, and he's like, "Are you kidding me? Do you trust them?" Yeah. Like so. Like no, no, of course not. Guys, couple of podcasts I'm doing on FightfulSelect.com this week. If it were a work, if it were a shoot, where I break down UFC, WWE cards, if they were the opposite. If WWE cards were a shoot, who would win? If UFC cards were a work, who they would want to win? So we got a lot of big ones there. Also, the Q&A show back this week, we'll be posting that field on FightfulSelect.com. So let me know your questions, hot the dog. And, uh... Leave us a thumbs up and subscribe on this. But what I want to know is uh, let us know how you found Fightful.com in the comments. Not in the chat. In the comment section below on YouTube. Uh, Always interested to hear those stories. I also have a forum thread up on Fightful.com. Let us know in there. We're always interested in finding out how you discovered us. uh, Whether you've been with us since day one or if you found us tonight. Up next... Bo Dallas defeated Matt Hardy, produced by Devon Dudley. More B-team impersonating the leader of worlds. Q. Like, um, this has been over a month now, right? Like, this is the fourth the fourth Raw. It, that it they... felt like it went on a month tonight, because they did it backstage, then out in the ring, yeah. then the Come leader on. of worlds appeared on the screen. It's It was cute the first time, because it was like, oh, ha, it's, it's Bo, he's impersonating his brother. Yeah. And and that was that was it. And you and WWE thought this will carry for a month, and then it'll probably go longer because I don't know how they don't do a compound match with these two. I mean, listen, this is the problem. Even if they do, I don't care Not anymore. anymore. Yeah, it should have been. You could have crammed this into one month, and it would have been great. Like the if the compound match was Sunday, that'd be perfect. If it was a, it was a pre-tape thing. They show in the arena, and they show it to everybody at home. Like if that was if that was their stipulation, that the extreme part of it was that it was a compound match, that's it. But that's you great. You, you can't keep holding off the revival authors of pain and no, McIntyre Ziggler for the B really, team. All due respect to them, but you really can't. Man, Matt Hardy beat the fuck out of Bo Dallas <laughs> in this match. You really did. <laughs> I was watching this as it went on, and I'm like, Matt. Dude, he beat the shit out of Bo. Uh, So the Revival are watching backstage. Matt Hardy suplexes Bo outside, then Enzo's Dallas on the middle rope. Connects with a couple of side effects inside the ring because one outside didn't work. Bo was... Man, he's going to have some bulging discs tomorrow. He wins with the old uh, au revoir move. I would tell you what the name of that move was if Wikipedia hadn't ignorantly gotten rid of that section. Uh, Hit those people up, whatever you got to do. Tell them to bring that back. It is an important resource. 
The lights go out for some reason after Bo Dallas wins, and then the Deleter of Worlds attack. To what? No, I, I, I think weren't 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 Matt and, and Bray in the ring getting beat up, right? And then the the thing hit, and they were outside the ring, only to run into the ring and and cause another fight. Like I, I gosh, don't don't make things bad. Things can be good, but WWE makes things bad. Yeah. You know, I, I will be really excited when Neville does whatever that he does because a, a day does not pass when somebody asks, doesn't ask me about Neville or Dean Ambrose. I'm excited for his return just so people will stop asking where he is, even though WWE said seven months ago he'd be out for nine months. My God, guys. I hope they feud, too. Just to add a cherry on top. Ember Moon defeated Liv Morgan. Uh, Fit Finley and Scott Armstrong produced this. Riot Squad without Ruby tear up a Tyler Breeze shirt backstage. This gives us the news. Fandango out for six months. Yeah. That's a bummer. That guy is hilarious. Here is here is what I, I... I don't think it's possible. I don't think they can actually do this because everything's been taped up until then. But how awesome for the Brooklyn crowd... Would a Tyler Breeze homecoming match in NXT be for NXT TakeOver Brooklyn? And, like, it would be great if they can, they can do it with just a, a vignette or, like, backstage interview. I think him versus EC3, with him putting over EC3, would be so much fun. Because, like, the, the NXT faithful, they remember the guy that Breeze was and when he was allowed to actually really work. And now that, like, his other half, the, the, the Ango from Breeze Ango is gone. Like, I wonder if his whole thing is going to be, like, given fashion tips backstage. And I want to see this guy actually work. Also a show on Tuesday nights at 10 p.m. Eastern that he could probably fit on very well. He's billed at 212 pounds, but, you know. Listen, if Buddy Murphy can make weight. Yeah, exactly. I, I, asked, can too. I asked a wrestler if they even still brought the 205 Live guys to Raw, and he's like, yeah, several of them, every week. Isn't that weird? A lot of them are on main event. A lot of times they're on main event, and I don't know how, how quickly before that they get the notice that they're going to be competing then. Just, just kind of weird, man. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> this is an Ember Moon showcase. She wins yet again. There were times that the character of Ember Moon was easily distracted in this match. She won, but it didn't make her look great as a character. However, mm. Liv Morgan and Ember Moon had a brief uh, period of good chemistry two weeks ago. That doesn't mean I need to see the match every week. Yeah, it's weird. Like, Liv Morgan demanded this match since last week she was close to winning. Like, how does that work? Yeah. You can just do that? Well, I mean, Roman Reigns has been doing that for, like, three months, to be fair. Uh I want, I want, I want to, There's I want your continuity. to do, a, do a full comparison between Liv Morgan and Roman Reigns. Yeah. 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 Constable Corbin and Elias defeated Bobby Roode and Finn Balor, produced by Jamie Noble. Roode and Balor blow smoke up each other's asses backstage during an interview with Renee Young. Again, pointless. Elias performs, says that he's working on his new album, which I don't doubt at all. They would be dumb to not put out an album. The the, the show tonight, the, the song tonight was actually a different kind of song. Like it was the way it was written, the structure of it was was cool. 
Like, I mean, this guy's obviously musically talented. I don't know if he writes his own songs, but he's performing them and doing them really yeah. well. Um, a quick note, Bobby Roode was also a main event last week where he teamed with the aforementioned Brizongo against the holy triumvirate of Kurt Hawkins and the Ascension. So Son it's nice of a to, bitch, man. So that's that's how far Bobby Roode has fallen. That and he's the thing slumming is, it there every every now and then. You automatically know who's winning that match, too. Jesus, yeah. you can't even put one where it's up in the air. No. Man. So <laughs> Elias claims that Tom Brady told him to pretend to like Boston just like he does. Cute. Cute. Constable Corbin has Elias play Itsy Bitsy Balor and sings off key. Intentionally yep. bad. Elias patronizes him like, yeah, yeah, you were great. This was so stupid, and it took me out of the match a little bit. Yeah. The, the, I mean, it wasn't great. I mean, what I'm talking about is the uh, this was terrible. But they had a little back and forth on social media. Balor and, and, and uh, Corbin did uh, over the week, since last week. Not all of it, not all of those, the barbs landed, but it, it was better than this. Like, if this is what, like, uh, hey, you know, it's funny. Uh, he's very small. And so he's itsy-bitsy, like a spider, you know, but he's bitsy-bitsy baller. So you're going to go out there and you're going to sing that, okay, pal? And that's that's a thing that they're saying is a good way to build this feud for Sunday. Yep. The match yep. was just fine. Meaningless tag match, as Kurt Angle would say. Yep. Elias cracks rude with a knee. I think that Rude needs a full-time tag team. Yeah. I don't know what he can offer as a singles wrestler. Well, and just, like the whole thing is, the damn roster's so deep, I don't know what, where, where he goes, but he's a lot better as a heel, this this version of him. I mean, as, as a tag team, I don't know, but this guy, like, insufferable, wears a flashy robe, says he's glorious, that guy's a heel. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, you could do that with him. There could be something you could do there, but... Eh. I just... I'm just like, man, they're... And, I mean, the bar can't even get on TV on SmackDown. Like, I'm wondering how much of that is like, hey, Seamus, take, take a few weeks off. Take a few weeks off for that stenosis you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering if that's if that's what that is. But that's the whole thing. is On SmackDown, is you have less time to fill, so there's less slots available... And you know, also, like, also he was—he's still working live events, or at least was as of Jan- July first. There you go. So, Rude needs a it needs a tag team. I, he just ain't there as a singles. Maybe they bring in James Storm, but James Storm didn't really. James Storm didn't want to work the NXT schedule. Yeah. <laughs> and think about that. He's like, no, I don't want to yeah. work the NXT schedule. I'd rather work the Impact one, and that didn't end up paying off. But mm. it, also with. Bobby, if you do that, you can use Beer Money Inc. because Impact has forfeited all rights to all of their IP, essentially. Yep. But the yep. thing is, it is a bit of a waste to not use Glorious for Bobby Roode. That's true. Ballard gets beaten up, and Roode conjures up a nice pop for his hot tag. He's welcomed by a Corbin chokeslam backbreaker. I thought Ruben was the, or Corbin was the highlight of the match in ring. wasn't mm-hmm. bad. It was actually pretty good. It was fine. It's fine. Good match. Good match, but like I said, the the lingering cloud of the Kurt Angle comments kind of hung over my head. Backstage, Jinder Mahal encourages Seth Rollins not to burn it down 
hey man, if this keeps Jinder Mahal from wrestling, whatever, <laughs> dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, this is the this is the exact same gimmick he was running as a jobber when he first showed up on Raw like a year and a half ago. He would talk to people backstage about Shanti. Like they just went back to it now cuz like that's this is this is your biggest indictment of how bad this this whole thing was. That whole all of 2017 is like just gone now. Because this guy's not wrestling on on your flagship. Instead, he's like giving advice to your baby face, who slowly backs away. Like that's that's what you got. Mm-hmm. That was worth it. Rollins comes out to the ring, says he hates having to call himself a former champion. Hypes the Extreme Rules title match. Ziggler and McIntyre interrupt, and I did like Ziggler's line where he says, "We should talk more about how good I am." That was good. I like that. <laughs> Crowd gets on Ziggler when he fumbles over his words briefly. They did let him have it. They, like, he just fumbled a little bit, like forgot a word, and boy, they they hammered him. But I thought he recovered very well. Says that racking up wins is the point of an Ironman match, and he racked up 121 of them at Kent State. And then Rollins ethered both of them, asked how many times Drew helped him win those, and then alluded to the fact that Drew McIntyre is a sheep fucker. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. I, I say he ethered them. I don't know. Don't know. And ask if there are pictures. Keep in mind, Seth Rollins has had photographs leaked of himself. Yep. A- and quite literally, him dressed as a wiener mm-hmm. is out there. But he called Drew McIntyre a sheep fucker. He did. Uh, uh, because, because, because he's Scottish. And as we all know, all Scotsmen... Love to have sex with sheep. Yeah, well, now, of course. Vince McMahon strikes me as the kind of guy who thinks that Scottish guys fuck sheep. That Those jokes are hilarious. And so he had his baby face tell those jokes in, like, you could tell just like, yeah, okay, whatever. This, this version, this guy that I was nine months ago before I went on the best tear of my life. Um, I guess I'll do that guy again, because that got over so well. Um, whatever, it's just stupid. Let's move on and uh, like from from these kinds of things, you can you can just have him do great matches again instead of being that asshole smarmy guy. So I was gonna take a tip from Matt Riddle, who famously on our show went off on Camp WWE and said, "You got to make your curse words mean something." You got to hit a couple of arm drags before you do a suicide dive. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to curse less, less on this show. There was no way to really explain this segment other than to say that Seth Rollins accused Drew McIntyre of being a sheep fucker. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's like that episode of uh, South Park with the chicken fucker. Like, there's, there's, like, you really can't say chicken have sex with her. Do you like remember it's... Super Troopers where they're, <laughs> excuse me, uh, bear fucker? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, yeah. he, he got the crowd into it, so I guess that's all that matters. That's all that matters, yeah. Hmm. They try to attack Rollins, but he gets out. Angle tells Ziggler and Drew if Rollins wins tonight, McIntyre is banned from the ringside Sunday. And McIntyre says that, uh, 
something like you can try to help his climb, but he's not getting over this mountain. Whatever it was, it was a cool line. Cool line. Mm-hmm. Yep. This match produced by Tyson Kidd. No surprise, he works well with Seth Rollins, and they, they, they work together a lot. WWE has figured out that formula works. Drew catches a suicide dive and turns it into a tilt-a-whirl slam on the apron before the commercial. We come back to see McIntyre get a big belly-to-belly suplex. Then Rollins goes through some of his spots, a reverse STO into the middle rope, or the uh, middle turnbuckle, a sling blade, and a suicide dive. His blockbuster is a thing of beauty, Alex. I used to watch when Buff would do that. And yep. be like, damn, how does he do that? Yep. And really, the only person who does did stuff in the 90s that I still wonder how they did it was Too Cold Scorpio, how he did things without killing people. But yeah. Rollins makes this look so effortless, but still makes it look good. Like, like painful. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, Rollins is great. I love him hitting all of his stuff. Uh, it's, it's cool watching him work with a the, with the guy uh, as big and powerful as Drew, who can also move like Drew does. Um, I, I like this. Um, this 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 gives me hope for the future um, of Drew um, beyond this this thing as, as we go through the rest into the fall because I think that, that he's showing he can work with the best guys uh, and that's good because I did I did like him uh, in in TNA and his short stint in NXT I think yeah. that he's got a lot of promise um, even if he's not using the chosen one gimmick. Back to the match, McIntyre hits a reverse Alabama slam, which serves to get some sympathy for Rollins. They they started yeah. to chant "Burn it down." Now I'll be I'll be honest. I think that shit is corny, but it uh-huh. got the crowd going. It got yep. him doing this. So that's 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 what you're aiming for. And then Drew does this awesome deadlift power bomb on Rollins. Ooh, that was great. My favorite spot of the match. We will call this the earplex from now on because I don't want to say a choke toss off of the middle rope. But McIntyre feigns being caught up in the ropes to the point to where I think that Rollins is about to do that spot that I hate. Yeah, it was the Del Rio stomp. The yep. Del Rio stomp where the opponent's holding on to the middle rope. And what I love is that Drew McIntyre has a need to make sense. When I yeah. interviewed this guy, I saw few people as passionate about wrestling than him. Him and maybe Matt Hardy. That's it. And... You see it in Matt Hardy's creativity and Drew McIntyre's work. Because he knows that spot is shitty. Mm -hmm. So what he did is he leaned up, grabbed Rollins by his head, and heaved him over. Awesome spot. What was the name of his headbutt? The Kiss of Glasgow or something like that? Glasgow Kiss, I think. Yeah, I like that. There you go. That's a cool one. Yeah. But Rollins hits a buckle bomb, super kick, and a body press for two. Rollins curb stomps Ziggler, but then McIntyre hits the Claymore. Let me tell you, that is a good friggin' omen for Drew McIntyre if they're having him beat Seth Rollins yep. at all yeah. on this. And it doesn't hurt Seth Rollins. And it helps Dolph Ziggler. Everybody in this match won, I think, because yep. you know Rollins doesn't have a problem putting over a Drew McIntyre. WWE having the renewed faith in Drew... That's good. He's been nothing but money since he's came back. Yeah. Um, also, this is a good the good for the stipulation of the match because you can get at least one fall that's caused directly by Drew. Uh, he might get ejected from ringside during the during the match. That's still open for as as a possibility. Um, if if you have Seth win it, 
that he's overcome those odds by having Drew at ringside. If you have Dolph win it, you can say it's because Drew won, and you could even do a thing where where Dolph says, it was all me, I did it. You could have Drew take umbrage at that. There's a lot of things you can do coming out of this match with Drew at ringside as opposed to without. So I'm down for it. Sasha Banks, nowhere to be seen in front of the live crowd tonight, was not on the dark match. I, uh, Weird man. What Weird. the hell are you doing with these women? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. But, like, this has the potential to be the greatest modern feud between two women. You could do that because these two have such great history yeah. and we know they work well together. What are you doing putting them in taped segments on a couch talking about their emotions? Like, like just let them go out there and wrestle. Yeah. We have people saying on the chat, the live chat, shout-outs to you guys. Subscribe, youtube.com slash Fightful. Thumbs up, subscribe. They're saying, I guess Fightful is rated R now. Uh, guys... I try to maintain a nice balance of entertainment and professionalism because I take what I do very seriously. We are embroiled in a legal battle right now over a video we showed. Uh, let me specify that our founder showed of yep. a woman drinking dog piss on our Wednesday show. So to say that we are now rated R, that is a gross misrepresentation of the content <laughs> in which we provide you. Uh <laughs> We've been. We've been <laughs> rated R. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, guys, go subscribe to Fightful Scraps. It is a new project we're doing on YouTube where we bring you uh, clips of our show. I do that often with, with news clips. Like, I'll, I'll isolate the Nikki Cross thing tonight. But we're, we're really expanding that on Fightful Scraps. Also, I have a lot of interviews up from the guys at Pro Wrestling Unlimited from the G1 special as well. Thank you to at WWE Demon Diva on Twitter who sent in some great footage of the Madison Square Garden show the other night. Uh, you all follow her on Twitter and subscribe to her YouTube, please. Saturday night, Alex, we had UFC champion Daniel Cormier confronted by WWE champion, WWE Universal champion Brock Lesnar on UFC. The Madison Square Garden show featured... Nia Jax wrestling former UFC champion Ronda Rousey. And on the New Japan show, former UFC champion Josh Barnett, whether it was planned or not, hit the ring and almost beat the living shit out of Jay White on the New Japan show. It's a good time to be in the fightful crossover business. It's an exciting time. It's an exciting time. It is a very exciting time. By the way, UFC welterweight champion Colby Covington... He was on Impact last year. All the time. They, they're doing crossover shit all the time. Alex, what do you got going on this week, man? We, we, people liked our free agency talk last week. Yeah, we might have to do some, some more of that little, little in-depth NBA preview as we get closer to the I fall. I love it, man. I love That'd it. That'd be good. That'd be good. Um, uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what, what craziness comes out of uh, the build-up to Extreme Rules and then, of course, the fallout from... Set, here's what I, I want to know. How can there be no rules if there are rules and they are extreme rules? Like, no rules would just be like, anything goes. But that's not necessarily the truth because you've got a cage match and there are rules in a cage match. But it's just, like, it's impossible to describe it. No, I can describe it. It's a, it's, it's a series of matches and some of them have rules, some of them don't. Like, that whole, that whole preview where they're like, 
Uh, it's a uh, uh, make sure your wrestlers look stupid. Stop doing. Stop. Stop promoting wrestlers being stupid. We will preview the Extreme Rules show and make our predictions on the SmackDown post show. Check that out as well as listing your boy as our flagship show on Wednesdays. If you want more on the Brock Lesnar UFC stuff, he is in the USADA pool. July 3rd is when it happened. He's eligible January 8th to fight. Holy Smokes MMA podcast, Tuesday, 3 p.m. Eastern. We will stream live on Periscope and Twitter. If you all don't mind, head over to my Twitter, at Sean Ross app. Just retweet the Periscope stream that we do. That helps out a lot. Also, your word of mouth helps out a lot. Letting people know, I like Fightful. It's where I go for my news. I like this about them. I like this show. Can't tell you all how important that stuff is to us. But I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. We are available iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, all that stuff. Get your free wrestling news at FightfulWrestling.com and you can get all your extra content. Just additional, bonus, good shit. Yep. At FightfulSelect.com. We're out. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.